0: I'm fairly new, I guess, to this. And I was going to sort of ask you what, what would be my question but, or what would be the one thing maybe that you might have to advise that I could do to start. But mm. I, The first thing I would ask you is what do you want? Now, when we ask this question, usually the, the surface levels appear. And, and oh, I want to have a lot of money. That would be nice. What do I want? Um, I, I want to go on vacation to the Maldives. Yeah, I want that. Or I, I want to have this experience. Or I want to go to this place. Or I want to meet this person. And when we inquire, well, why do I want those things?
1: We always come to the same answer.
0: And that answer is because I believe that if I experience that or when I experience or get that thing, then I'll feel happy. So what all of us really want is to be happy and at peace. Even people that are doing bad things, like robbing banks or stealing cars, they're doing it because they think they'll feel better when they've robbed the bank, when they are stolen the car. They think it'll be better than this moment. Now, when we start to mature on a spiritual level, we come to the realization that happiness is not dependent on external circumstances. And if something external, like an object or a person or an experience brings us happiness, it's always short-lived. Have you ever had that experience? You go shopping, you buy something you wanted for ages and you feel so happy, but then it kind of wears off. and Then you, get, you need to go shopping again to get something else, to get that hit again. Same thing when we fall in love, we... We feel like the world is the most perfect, magical place. This person is pure perfection. And we just want to see them all the time, spend every second with them. And we love them so much they can't do anything wrong until they start to annoy us. So (laughs) when we go through the, the honeymoon period, it starts to wear off. And so the seeing that, external things don't bring lasting fulfillment they don't bring lasting happiness Mm -hmm. can be can ignite a new quest a new search well if it if I want happiness and I'm not going to get it from anything externally then where do I look where do I begin how do I Find this happiness. Now you might need to try it out first. A lot of people spend a lot of time testing this and they try to find the perfect partner who will make them happy, but then they end up getting divorced and they say, Oh, that I must have been a mistake. it just it wasn't that person. I got the wrong one. I'll try another one. Yeah. Then they spend another 10 years with the next person. They realize, damn it, they're not the right one either. Or if you look at people who've made it in the eyes of the world, who've spent their whole life working to become the richest person, then we see they committed suicide because they had depression or they become the most famous. So sometimes we have to test it out. And most people here have probably tested it to some extent and come to this realization for themselves that, I'm not finding happiness externally.
1: And then we start to seek something deeper. And
0: we start to ask these bigger questions. What is the purpose of my existence? Why am I here? Is it just to get up every day and go through the same routine, go to work and try to get a lot of money and get a good job? If that's not going to bring me happiness, then what's the purpose of it all?
1: And these are very good questions to start asking. And that can lead us even a bit deeper. Well, who am I? Who am I actually? I'm not this
0: story of my experiences, my memories, my desires, my hopes.
1: They're just actually thoughts and memories.
0: I'm not this body. It's it's gonna rot and turn to dust. We know that for sure. Is there something here
1: that's beyond that?
0: Now, They might seem like big questions, philosophical questions with difficult answers. Well, I must have to really think about that one. That's a toughie. (laughs) But the answer is the most simple answer. And it's the most unsatisfying answer for our mind. So we can only know this deeper part of ourselves that brings us this lasting fulfillment and happiness when we disidentify from the mind and the stories and the thoughts and the desire and all of that noise. It's like on the ocean, there's the waves on the surface and it's always changing, it's chaotic, sometimes it's calm, but it's always changing. But if you go deeper down to the bottom of the ocean, it doesn't change there, it's always this infinite stillness. And that's what happens with spiritual awakening. We start to shift our attention from thinking and identifying with all the thoughts and externalities to dropping our attention deeper beyond thought and becoming aware of A stillness that's here in this moment.
1: Presence. Where there's just me aware that I am. Me aware that I exist. Can you sense that? Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. So you've already had some glimpses of it, some tastes of it. And the nature of it is very peaceful. So when we continue practicing this shift in the focus of our attention from the content to the space, it's a bit like a stepping back and observing and keeping our attention fully present in this moment every moment, that stillness that you've glimpsed, that you've tasted, starts to become more dominant in our life. And on the level of the human expression, we start to experience a transformation, a maturing, where unconscious patterns that were playing out in us before are seen in the light of this expanding consciousness. And when they're seen, they fall away. So we stop behaving in unconscious ways that we were behaving before, like manipulating people to try to get our way or projecting our emotions onto other people. We start to take responsibility for our experience and we mature. And we start to become aware of the inner experience of the energy body. And those energies start to realign
1: inside of us.
0: And we don't have to do anything. It's so simple. We just have to be present every moment, no matter where we are, no matter who we are, with, no matter what we're doing. And it's a wonderful practice because it's really pleasant to be present. And you can practice it just like you go for a walk rather than walking and thinking about the future or rerunning conversations in the mind about what, what happened with a family member and arguments we've had with people, really being present in the walk, just looking at the nature, the trees, and appreciating them. And the experience of the walk becomes so much more beautiful, more fulfilling, or even doing the dishes, Think like mundane tasks. Before it's a chore, like, oh, I have to do the dishes or I have to do the laundry. And it's like we're just automatically and unconsciously doing these things. Open the the washing machine, throw the laundry in, throw in the detergent. I'm thinking, what am I going to do next? We're not there. But it's a whole different experience when you touch the washing machine and you feel the sensation of it. And then you consciously lift the lid and you consciously, with presence, put the clothes in it. And you start to notice magic and beauty in the most ridiculous things. Maybe just the color of a t-shirt. Wow, this, this blue is so beautiful. You're there with it, experiencing the moment. This is how children live naturally. That's why they're the happiest people on the planet. And dogs.
1: (laughs) Thank you. You make washing sound fun. I
0: look forward to it. (laughs) Great. Nice to meet you.